Textile Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Deus Textile Podcast, a place where some of the most progressive and innovative builders, thought leaders, and traders in the crypto space come together to discuss all areas of the crypto industry. Whether you're into DeFi, Layer 1s, Layer 2s, NFTs, or anything in between, we've got you covered. And as a reminder, nothing said on this podcast should be construed as financial advice or as a solicitation to buy or sell any digital asset or security. The comments, views, and opinions expressed by the hosts or guests on the podcast are their own. As always, you'll need to do your own research. Now, with that out of the way, let's get to the episode. Welcome to another Deus Ex Tao podcast. We are joined by Blockmates and Jedi Blockmates from the Blockmates community. And we're going to talk today about where we see DeFi is going. It's a little bit of an open chat about where we see the space progressing. And we might touch several topics. Uh, we could go into deep. So feel free to catch up with us on Twitter or inside the communities if you ha still have some questions afterwards. Um, hey, Blockmates. Hey, Jedi. How are you doing? Hello. How are you doing? Thank you for having us. Um, I don't know. You'd have to be kind of mentally deranged to want to invite both of us on at the same time. So, yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> I was actually wondering, I was wondering what he was thinking when he said, come join Let's talk about DeFi. Um, but Aperture, it's nice to see you again and chat to you. It's been a while. Um, quite interesting that that interview that we originally did uh, back, way back, it feels like 100 years ago when, you know, we kind of like start, when I started working with Grant and things started get going and you actually interviewed us and it was like, well, who are you guys? What are you doing? And it's nice to be back and it's nice to be with you. <laughs> yeah it was good to have like that follow-up because uh we went deeper into the bear market we see these projects currently building uh, and you know when the dust settles you you can see where the goal is so hopefully we um, can define what goal we are, are seeking currently but before we do that uh could you tell the listener who is not familiar with blockmates uh, what Blockmates actually is or who Blockmates is, because there is a slight difference in that. Yeah, for sure. So so I'm Grant. Um, I was the, well, the original like founder of Blockmates. It's primarily a content platform. Um, if I've, I've probably sold this story a million times, but I was, I was a little bit, I'm really lazy, right? So, so um, I was kind of sick and tired of, people asking me the same questions all all the time and decided well if i've already got this understanding i'm a bit of an explorer and DeFi. i like to try everything out um so i think that's kind of one of the main ways that you can kind of stumble upon um nuggets of gold as you as you quite rightly said um but yeah in in doing that i just i felt the need to kind of document it so i could just pass over a document as opposed to trying to repeat myself day and day out for everything so from there we started spinning up just basic how-to articles and then we've progressively went on to it's that it kind of looks more like retail friendly research reports but there's definitely something in there for the kind of ogs and the super nerds of the space as well so that's me and that's the kind of overview of the platform and because he's so extremely lazy he needed somebody to come and help him out so he asked me to come and help him out and now we've got this this thing i'm not entirely sure what it is but it's grown into more than just a content thing we've got this community we've got this amazing community that is the blockmates community and has ultimately you know become very much a part of who we are and you know it's all about that information it's all about seeking out the alpha and in that process we've also taken on the role with with many of our friends in the space who happen to be founders and happen to you know start all these projects where we've we've taken on a bit of an advisory role as well um you know obviously it involves a lot of tequila and a lot of persuasion but they somehow you know bring us on and we give them our perspective on on their projects um so yeah blockmates has become very much a part of you know what DeFi is about and 
you know, Web3 and, and finding the independence within ourselves to, to go out there and get that information, share it, and, and then to use that information to empower projects to, to be better, you know, and to create the sustainability that I think the, this last bull run taught us is really important because if you don't have sustainability, what do you have, you know, within your project? So for, you know, all the apes out there that, you know, are still backing projects that are still around, there's a lot to be said for projects that are still around, especially with the, you know, the tough time that this bear market has brought about. And we'll surely tap into that topic of sustainability and use case inside crypto later on. Um, but surely from an outside perspective, you as uh, as the two main people I talk to from the Blockmates community, uh, it all sounds but lazy. Uh, it's um, You do a lot of content, community managing and working with these projects. So it's uh, it's definitely something to to watch in this space. Uh, I think I wanted to start with the topic of the the multi-chain thesis, basically, where we see a lot of these these chains uh, in crypto that are interconnected currently. Uh, There is an interoperability thesis where these chains are connected, where apps live on the chain um, they perform best on. Uh, but are connected with other chains or chains are abstracted away and the user just sees a website or an interface that is connected to the blockchain, but don't even know what chain they are connected to. Um, what's your view on where the space is going re- with regarding to cross-chain and what kind of apps we would see in the in, in that future? Yeah, this is this is kind of one of my main kind of focal points and areas of of real interest because on on one hand, a really good narrative, particularly what we picked up over the past couple of weeks um, and probably even earlier than that, is there's an awful lot of projects building on top of Layer Zero. There's an awful lot of projects that are building into, into those guys. And then there are also an awful lot of projects that have a similar sort of kind of product offering that are flying under the radar and maybe have some even greater functionality. I won't kind of show my bags on on air or anything like that, but if you look at some of our (laughs) articles over the past few months, you might be able to dig a few out. But I think the wider interest for me is in what's, what's becoming more and more apparent and more and more kind of ingrained in my idea of how the whole DeFi landscape will play out is um, just looking at the kind of app chain thesis and understanding that one specific blockchain won't necessarily house absolutely every piece of infrastructure, every DeFi protocol, every NFT mint. Um, So the Cosmos guys have been building slow, but that whole ecosystem of kind of application-specific blockchains um, and even further afield than that, kind of connecting the Cosmos hub and, and all the all the um, blockchains within it to the more EVM native chains and, and further afield towards Solana and these kind of new VC cash grab chains that are about to spin up. So that's what I'm seeing. So like kind of TLDR, is, there's a whole, there's a lot brewing on the kind of cross-chain interoperability messaging layer with regards to kind of layer zero um, and a few others. And then again, on top of that, it's, the option thesis seems to slowly be coming to kind of fruition, um, in my opinion. So I'm not I'm not going to expand upon that because Grant's the one who's done the research on on the cross chain stuff. But I think it it just comes down to the obvious thing for me that the further TLDR for that is like what's the most secure and what is the most cost effective, you know, and what's the the path to least resistance and and that's where it's all going to go, right? I mean, it's and and one hundred percent. Grant has hit the nail on the head. There isn't one road to Nirvana in this in this whole technological landscape that's that's currently playing out. You know, it would be naive to think that it's just about ETH or Bitcoin or Cosmos. There's there's so much that's happening. There's so much research. There's so much incredible innovation that's happening, and it's it's all about understanding who's all playing in the space. And sure, there's going to be 
a whole lot that aren't going to make it, but it's definitely not going to just be one, not for a very, very long time. And in terms of what decentralization is, almost certainly there will, will not only be one. Yeah, I agree with that. We've seen several of these parties like uh, uh, also LiFi, Socket, um, working on cross-chain uh, messaging and cross-chain liquidity. We've seen uh, Circle um, lately going um, cross-chain with USDC, um, well, minting and, and burning, basically. And I think that will open up even even more possibilities. But it's a very slow-moving uh, field where projects need to change their tech a little bit. They need to um, first build their own project on their chain. But if they want to do features from other chains, they have to use and understand the tech that's um, within these projects. So. Um, there's also a, a business development game, not only the programming part, but also understanding like, hey, which chain do I need? And is there enough liquidity? What other projects can I connect to? Uh, what smart contracts do I have to call? So it's it's not only that the team of programmers needs to understand the tech, needs to understand what the code does, needs to make the code work, test it, of course. Uh, but uh, you also need like the human capital um, that's required for connecting projects to the right projects. So I think that's also why it's it's moving a little bit slower because the space has expanded very fast. Uh, but catching up with all the information is uh, is a little bit slower. Um, but I can surely see that there will be eventually these chains that. Uh, abstracted away like we've seen synapse um where there is already like good liquidity so projects don't have to search that and then you can build your project basically on on synapse so i think there is another level from where we started i think a year ago where where these these cross-chain and interoperability uh projects started where we now see people also working from that business development point of view um, so that that's i think interesting to see yeah absolutely I've, the, the whole signups like it, it was one of those funny things where everyone kind of knew that like the signup chain was coming for quite a while um but until we hit like peak mania again i don't think we'll see how powerful that can be um, because obviously they're, they're just effectively a liquidity black hole, aren't they? It's a great product. Um, but again, I think they're kind of shifting away now and trying to get everything away from kind of wrapped assets. Ideally, everyone has native assets on destination and, and source chain, but that's going to take some doing. As you say, it takes a lot of time. Security issues, you know, that's, that's something that comes up. It's just another week. There seems to be another bridge hacked. That's, that can be a problem, um, particularly if you're an LP on, on those, those specific chains that require that. So the idea of moving towards like the messaging layer with the likes of layer zeros is important. But again, it's new tech. It hasn't been extensively battle tested as as some of these that are already on the market and they've kind of stood the test of time up up until now, touch wood. But um I think I think what you were saying about kind of having the kind of manpower and having to catch up to the tech to, to have those kind of the, the resources around to actually build an ecosystem. I think Layer Zero have, have definitely picked up on that. I mean their website has its own kind of um you know you know if you're on a on a website and it's like um you've you've been here for two minutes, do you need any help? They've got their own kind of developer tool uh that, that reaches out to people that are on the website and having to look at their documentation and stuff like that. So that's really important. They've Every project I know that is building on top of those guys have only spoke extremely highly of them. Um, I'm sure that a lot of that stuff goes on behind the scenes with a lot of other chains as well, but I think the dev help is, yeah, as you say, it's something that doesn't necessarily scale because there's only a finite number of people that can actually relay that information, but um, to the degree that it's needed to actually build something like really, really valuable on top of, but um, I'm sure they'll get there. It'll just become part and parcel of the space, in my opinion. Yeah, and like I remember a moment in like 2020, 2021, where just a new 
chain would spin up and you would long the exchange or a lending platform and it would go up. Uh, but currently, <laughs> that's that's basically the basis of all these chains. So you, you can't spin up a chain and, and expect it to get traction. You need a DEX, you need a lending platform. And from there, you can build further. And of course, the first other projects are some some NFT derivatives, like whether it's <laughs> it's Aptos Punks or whatever. Um, that's just something on the side, which is not really necessary. But I think that's also why it just takes longer because there there needs to be some basic infrastructure. And for example, like Optimism first focused on on getting DeFi uh, traction on their chain and then having that. In place, which basically led to 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 a rally also in optimism uh, price uh, earlier this year, but also it it was a smart move to get more TVL on the chain. So we'll, we'll probably see other uh, chains do that too, like Synapse Chain and probably Aptos. Like they are already building an ecosystem, while all of that is still in testnet. So um, that's that's interesting uh, to see. Yeah. I think we'll probably even see a kind of rerun of the optimistic roll-ups on like the ZK layer as well because I was at a Starknet event. That was great. Those guys are really cool. Um, also ZK Sync, that looks like it's near enough, not, not ready, but there or thereabouts. Um, I think there's probably a lot to learn about how Optimism and Arbitrum have gamified that whole kind of go-to-market strategy I think Arbitrum probably did it a little bit better in my opinion with the whole you know the whole Odyssey thing no token yet a lot of speculation um, a lot of activity happening over there so I think we'll probably see that re revised in on the ZK space and what you're saying is exactly true is they probably recognize that you need stuff to do when you're there like you're not going to get retention of liquidity. You're not going to get the sticky liquidity over there if there's one or two protocols that are just copy copy past the forks of something that they can get on any other chain. But if you go and have a look at the ZK Sync or the Starknet um, apps that are, they're basically ready to go. I think they're work, waiting for a few patches to to deploy on on the ZK layer, and then there's a there's literally a full ecosystem. And I'm not just meaning like one Dex, one Money Market, one kind of Perps protocol. It's like it's all singing, all dancing. Um, so again, that kind of lends itself well to once you get over there, it's like, well, I can probably stay here because there's going to be good incentives. There's a lot of good products. The actual consensus um, and the actual application layer is great. So let's stick around. There's some out on the market at the minute that, you know, they need to do a little bit more business development work or even attract the right kind of projects over there. But um, I think if you get, if you lay your stall out right from the get go, it's an it's an awful lot easier. Yeah, and I think that brings us probably to to a, a topic that's quite close to that. Uh, what we're and actually who we're building this for. Um, I think the the cross chain world hopefully abstracts a lot of the tedious stuff we used to do and we still do uh, abstracts that away for example bridging funds uh, where users actually just have a front end and don't really care where their funds live and can use these taxes across all these chains because every chain has a tax and they don't have to search for that tax and have to you know do diligence and, and see if the tax is actually valid or you know funds won't be stuck in a pool forever um, so I, I think these are basically all UX improvements from from within the crypto ecosystem uh, because users in crypto actually try to um, work from their problems. Uh, but hopefully it will also bring in new people that think the tech is easier to use um, and with less steps, less worry, uh, make it more reliable uh, for you know, doing money transactions or investing or um, collecting their collectibles as NFTs in, in games, for example. So I think these are, are, are UX improvements, but I think we have quite a way to go. Um, and I, I, I used to work in UX testing myself. So I, I think it's a good development, but 
I think there are quite some areas where I, where, where crypto has a lot to gain. But uh, before I, you know, continue to rant on that, uh, I would love to know where do you see like the quickest wins, but also where the most important wins are regarding UX improvement in crypto. So I think the 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 starting point for me in terms of the understanding and the scope of this very question comes down to how does the gaming world deal with this aspect and how important is gaming in terms of the potential adoption of crypto and I think I mean it's it's quite a strange thing to try and bring forward as a comparison and there's a reason why I've done that is because I firmly believe that mass adoption in the crypto space is primarily going to come through the development of games that people will play and they won't even know that they're playing on the blockchain. How long that's going to take? It's probably still going to take quite a lot of time because I think those really good games, as you know, this 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 phrase that's now being coined are these triple A grade, the triple A grade style of game, which is, you know, a massive production with the UI and all the bells and whistles that will allow for a blockchain style game to function accordingly to the extent that you're not even aware that you're on the blockchain. Coming back to where is it going? Well, I think it needs to go to a place where it is like a video game and it is easy and it's self-explanatory. You know, when you're playing a video game, the last thing you're getting caught up in is, you know, waiting for a transaction to go through. I mean, what is MetaMask right now? I mean, MetaMask is probably one of the worst and most unpleasant user experiences in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Yet it still is at the epicenter of what is that's going on, you know? And I, I think... I would love to see that change. I would love to see it change, hopefully, in the short term, where we are actually looking at wallets that are, you know, way, way prettier for one. You know, it's nice to be working on an interface that looks really good and isn't as cumbersome and as user unfriendly. I have a theory as to why the UI in crypto has always been so mediocre to, to really bad, and that is that projects have never been sustainable. They've always been about, you know, the Ponzonomics, short term, why put all this effort into a UI? I think once we reach a point where projects, and we are fast approaching that, 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 that era of where crypto is going and where blockchain is going in terms of, if you want to be in the space, make sure you build a project that is sustainable. And I know that this is a topic that will more than likely come up later on in our discussion. But I think it all ties in together. You know, the gamification, the the sustainability, and then being proud of the product that you're putting out there as a developer and as a founder, because you know that it's going to be there next year and the year after and the year after that, because you have a sustainable model to support that. So I think that's what's coming. I think it's inevitable because we've realized that the the Ponzi aspect of this market, sure, it'll always be there. People love to gamble. But I think the real value of what's going to happen in this space is we don't know that we're we're using blockchain and it will more than certainly be a product that is useful and has absolute relevance in the space. So there's positive things to look forward to, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> the whole UX, UI, just general experience was potentially why you've seen the C5 products one, do so well, but also focus heavily on mobile first, great UI, something that also slips into your iPhone or Android dashboard that just looks like another kind of fintech app. Um, you know, obviously for better or for worse, the, the, the demise of all those kind of fell flat on its face, but they, they, I know for a fact they recognize that you, their target audience would probably be people who wanted to gain exposure to kind of crypto yield because that was a new thing to them, but they weren't gonna they weren't gonna they weren't gonna custody their own assets. They weren't weren't gonna get on chain. They probably weren't gonna use a, a computer or desktop. So what do you do then? Well you're not gonna get away with kind of the MetaMask UI or a UX on on a mobile device, particularly if you've got the likes of like in, in the UK we've got some really, really, really good I hate to say this, but like some of the kind of 
the banks that have came out of the UK, like your Monzo's, Starling, obviously Revolut's a little bit further afield than that, but there, the UX is absolutely perfect. So if people kind of tie connotations to savings and interest rates and, you know, the hard-earned savings that they're going to put into an app, it definitely can't look like MetaMask, particularly if it's mobile first. Um, so I think that's that's where it depends who you kind of aim the product at as well. Like MetaMask, I feel it's in, in kind of intentionally looks like the way it does. We'll probably look back in five years and think, Jesus Christ, what were we doing? Um, even down to the level of copy on on like in specific apps, like deposit, withdraw, it should just be kind of send, receive, just like really those fine details that if you're first coming into the space um, and you're not knowing one that you can actually send funds to someone else, it's it's kind of nailing that down. Maybe that's an education point that needs to be focused on a little bit more, but um, I think the big guys at the top who are building these products and getting thrown hundreds of millions of dollars to build them out should be kind of focused on a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think... <laughs> It really needs to get to the point where you're saying aperture, where it's, and I think multi multi chain world does feed into this. Once that infrastructure is in place, there, you don't necessarily understand that you're using a blockchain. You just know you're getting, you get, you're putting X in and you're getting Y out. I think that's where it needs to get to, and it needs to be understandable to kind of the average everyday idiot. I think. But Grant, the the, the what you've speaking speaking about now is it's actually being done as 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 we speak i mean it's like you look at like the guys that change finance i mean they've taken the very ideas that you've brought forward and they've built this app that functions on the phone they that they, they said exactly that right they said well let's build this app that operates and functions on a mobile phone and you can basically you can basically exchange cross chain uh, i think they've got like almost 100 products that you can actually swap out um, on an app where you wouldn't even know the difference that it, whether it was a banking app or whether it's their app, it's like one and the same thing. You know, it's just it's seamless. It's really fast. Um, you know, you've got there's a there's a lot of these kind of protocols that are seeing the importance of you know a really functional UI UX that that can deliver their product faster, smoother. And, you know, and still look really good, you know, which is so completely divorced to what, you know, we've been used to over the last two, like, cycles, you know, this, like, I mean, you look at, like, like the stuff that Andre built and the rest of it. I mean, the stuff is just really not that attractive, you know, but because there's the reward there, we kind of put up with it. But I think those days are over. Um, I think that's going to change. And if you look at what change have done, I mean, you look at what handle finance have done on the Forex side of it, they've, they've built beautiful apps, you know, apps that are really good to look at smooth, functional, fast, and they do the job. I think, uh, change is indeed a, a good example of an abstraction of away from all these chains. So I think that's, uh, that's surely a good one. But I think the overall topic of wallet abstraction is is one of the most important ones to get also real world traction. Um, I it, I think it's not only that we have to abstract away these chains, but for example, probably a lot of users use different wallets. If they're not, they actually should. Um, but you know, having those accessible through one interface, which of course MetaMask has or other wallets have. But it, it could be much simpler. And for example, um, I also like to use Frame, uh, which is a, is a great wallet. I actually don't use MetaMask anymore. Um, but uh, the problem with some of these wallets is that you have to add coins. While, for example, if you use DBank, you can just see what's in your wallet. Um, but I think that's the main problem. We see all these different functionalities uh, spread out between apps. You you have either your funds living cross chain. You either have one wallet, uh, or you have an interface with multiple wallets, or you have insights on what is in your portfolio and how much it's worth. Well, you know I think a good wallet provider would have all of that, um, which basically <laughs> sounds like I'm promoting uh, centralized exchanges. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, um, I, I think there, there would be like a, a web tree version of, of those, um, those wallets. So, um, abstract 
abstracting all your struggles away into to a simple to use interface. Um, but I think I, I think the last comment I want to make on that topic is also like we have uh, the people programming um, these th this tech, uh, these wallets, these projects are are programmers. So they're really good in in, in optimizing code, deploying that. Um, but they're sitting behind a computer all day and they can only ask their users what they want through a Discord. They, they can't actively uh, research that or view how their, their user is, is using that. And also if they ask their community, um, it's a very specialized community who already knows a lot of stuff in the space, uh, which leaves out the bigger group we actually want to target. And that's, you know, the general public. Um, so I think teams would need to add UX developers, um, UI developers um, that are specialized in, in working with people um, and try to seek out all the small details where users uh, fail to understand the product. And for example, I, I have seen uh, some, some marketing strategies in which basically the onboarding experience experience isn't even mentioned or the explanation of how do I deposit on a platform or how do I work with the basics of this platform aren't really mentioned or simplified well I think that's the first of the um, the part of the funnel you actually want to target uh, while it's actually missing in a marketing strategy because the team is so much further in their thinking than the average or beginner user well I think that's the biggest group a project still could target yeah that that's across the board even even not even just from from your wallets or anything like that the the real issue with what we talk to kind of projects and builders and like friends in the space about it's one of the real issues is like these these people who build this 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 tech stack and all, all these great products is because they're so far into the weeds and this is the day, day, day to day, they, they don't kind of take a step back and think, well, if we want to get like the largest amount of users as possible, which if you're a product, you probably should be aiming for. It's what we, what we tend to find is people who are like building all this kind of all, everything within the space. It's they have this kind of floor of information where they can't digest or reiterate their their ideas or that or their content or anything lower than that ceiling or that that floor sorry so because they're so kind of <laughs> smart and they're just in the weeds with this all day every day they don't understand that the vast majority even the 99.99 percent of people on the planet are still kind of figuring this thing out um but as you say making that onboarding process as easy as physically possible um is a, is a huge thing that's completely overlooked which is why we try to cover as many projects that are net positive for the space as possible because we know there's we know from kind of farming information from our discord there's a lot a lot of people that are looking for that content but it kind of gets neglected from from a, a lot of projects in the space like not a lot not some but the vast majority of of um projects and providers and, and builders do kind of neglect that information but i mean we're happy to cover it but like <laughs> You know, it should be kind of part and parcel of um, your go-to-market strategy. I think. I think we um, should also look into the topic of what is then another real-world use case here, because we always talk like getting retail on board or getting more institutions in, um, and you know, even if we have a good user interface or a good experience for all these users, we might actually miss that it also needs to be useful for those users to, to get them on board. And uh, crypto, of course, has a history of being highly speculative, um, lots of gambling, lots of Ponzi's, lots of memes, which are fun, which, you know, it, it's, a, it's a fun game to play uh, but also for some people, uh, a sad game to play. You know, there will always be winners or, or, or losers. But I think the most important feature of new technology is that we, you know, it can be used to bring humanity further. So even if it's a, a small optimization 
or um, gives the people more more power or uh, another use case uh, we should try to use the technology and the question is like what's that here even if it's you know um, something that is not working traditional finance that we can fix in crypto or um, as jedi said like hey uh, we can have new types of games like we can have triple a games but with added crypto features uh for example like what's what use cases do you do you see uh, that we could build with the tech we currently have in crypto and basically uh, invite those people over? I think the the, the biggest one right now. Um, there's two big ones actually. I'll I'll cover the gaming side and then Grant can cover the the kind of like the financial aspect side of it. But from the gaming side of it. You know, like the the real, the real, and most beautiful thing about what blockchain can offer is is ownership. You know, the ownership in in the decentralized sense of the word is that, you know, in the past we had the scenario where individuals would spend thousands of hours, you know, like invested into a World of Warcraft account, for example. Um, and this isn't an indictment on World of Warcraft because you know, it's an, an amazing game, and 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 I think that Blizzard just, for the most part, did pretty much everything right. You know, I mean, it's probably one of the most successful games ever. But the one thing that you can't do in World of Warcraft is take ownership of that account, your characters, your your items, and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why Ethereum was created, and the idea of Ethereum came about is because. You know, Vitalik was unhappy about the fact that, you know, he didn't have ownership of that rare item that his warlock, you know, like gained in or won in the game. So I think that's primarily the the driver. Once again, I am advocating how important, you know, the the whole the whole gaming versus onboarding on a massive scale is. And I think that that's at the center of it. And the center of it is that imagine being able to continue to trade your account. And that account can then be traded in perpetuity around, you know, not only has a thousand hours been spent on this particular account or this particular character, but maybe 10,000 hours and it's 15 years later. And yes, believe it or not, there are computer games that have been around for that long that are still extremely popular, are played, you know, ferociously and, and, and very actively. And, and I think that by having just that one aspect brought into the into the whole mix you are just creating a whole different market space and a whole even more of a desire for people to play those games level up accounts and just that market alone i think will be huge i mean gaming already as we all know you don't even have to go and do a google search it's one of the biggest industries in the world and by being able to own your account and to be able to take that to market is such a strong and and like such a motivating factor within the space um you know and then there's there's all the other offshoots that come from that but i'll just you know let grant comment on you know what is DeFi, decentralized finance well what products are you going to bring into the mix it's not rocket science yeah for me like every, everything just comes back to that whole kind of democratizing kind of financial products for anyone on the planet anywhere like I, i'm just complete i optimize my full life just around having as much freedom as physically possible hence living in different countries for the past however many years um but yeah i just i just love like i know it's a bit of a meme and people talk about it and people shout it from the rooftops as soon as they start getting into this space and they it's and they're doing it for the right reasons because they've kind of had their eyes open to how great it is um so it's for me, everything just boils back down to kind of democratizing the access to kind of financial markets for, for absolutely anyone, wherever they are. But again, that comes back to our UI, UX thing. If, if it's easy for everyone to do it on their on their phone and we can get it to that point, um, I think that's where we're going to probably see a huge kind of uptick in users and use cases and things like that as well. But I kind of think maybe a little bit more further afield than that. I mean, you, you real world use cases something that's quite kind of topical for me having a kind of research scientist background was the kind of the Vita Dao, Vita Dao, however you want to pronounce it. And they're kind of, you know, 
outsourcing, forming a DAO structurally around kind of the longevity research package. And I think as much as we've seen 2017 and 2018 be a bit of a shit show with regards to wanting everything, everything to come on chain and, you know, people were probably raising millions of dollars to have decentralized Uber and fucking Dentacoin and, and, and all that rubbish. It's, I really, I, I think now there is kind of infrastructure for not those products as I, as I, what I've just mentioned, but more kind of inventive and products that are kind of net positive for kind of like global humanity, if, if you will. But like, I think we'll, we'll start to slowly push towards that. I think Vita Dow, Light Dow. Uh, probably a good example of what is kind of possible. There's going to be need, there's going to need to be incentives around that. People don't just do that kind of stuff long term um, for the fun of it. I know some people do. You could argue Wikipedia has been kept by the community for so long, but um, horizontally, I don't think that necessarily works. So there's going to need to be kind of in- incentive structures around that. But then you've kind of seen these big pharmaceutical companies come in, and and that's piqued their interest as well. So. I think there's something to be said for keeping an eye out with regards to stuff like that. And um, if anyone is building that sort of stuff and it is kind of a more scientific research burst, then get in touch because I'm going to speak to you as well. All very valid topics. And I think I uh, I, I fully agree first on, uh, on the gaming thesis, basically where we see games coming to the blockchain or using blockchain technology to have collectibles. Let, let's make uh, Vitalik proud. Uh, let's make him, let's impress him as, as, as the meme said. Um, uh, but I think games have also a opportunity to, to, you know, have new sections like new, uh, technology, which, which always has happened. Like, Currently, we try to fit blockchain to games like trading card games on a blockchain so we can trade these electronic pieces or having items in game. We can easily trade uh, not only in the game, uh, but on the market and use it in other games as well. Uh, but I think there will be new games themselves, um, new games we haven't thought about that use this te- technology. So uh, really looking forward to that. Um but also, I think, uh, and that slightly um, is related to that, I think I'm also really interested in how communities will form and how companies will form. And we currently see that, for example, that's that's how we came together. We we both have communities. We're, we're a group of people also working in this space. And we basically decentralize work, whether it's we get information from others or we get assignments from others we can work together on that by sharing our information and sharing our skills. And I think one of the best things about this space is that you can basically pick the people you're working with. Um, like in more traditional um, companies, you apply for a company and then you can choose who you're working with. But in crypto, you can actively see the community, see the people we are interacting with and then get, um, you know, build your, your, your place uh, in that community uh, by showing your word and, and having them like like you or think you're useful. Um, and I think that's such an amazing development where you can work with the people you like and think are valuable uh, instead of just dealing with them and maybe liking some of your colleagues. Um, I think this is uh, such more net positive uh, for the, the workforce too. And uh, on top of that, you know, the blockchain makes it possible because you can easily transact. Um, you, of course, you have to take care of your own accounting and, and taxes. Um, so that's probably another <laughs> problem to solve. Um, but I, uh, I like that it, it, it makes communities also decentralized. And um, basically, uh, that's what I, I like about all these anons running around. doesn't matter where you're coming from, how old you are. As long as you have something interesting to say or uh, are contributing to the vibe uh, of a community, um, you you have you are uh, a decent human being and you you are value to uh, to the community. So, um, really, really bullish on 
communities, but also probably tools that make it possible. There is always a fine line between tracking behavior and um, and um, evaluating that and also uh, incentivizing that, but also privacy. So that's a topic where I think there needs to be a lot of discussion. Um, and I think we should have that discussion more often. Um, but I think, you know, through, uh, through experimentation, as we always do in crypto, and throwing uh, insane amounts of money into these projects and see them all, all fail and learn collectively from that, we'll probably get there. Um, but let, let's not have this as a final message. Uh, hopefully, you have a better final message to this uh, podcast um, on what you want to um, uh, give back to the listener and what you hope this space eventually will come become. Yeah, I mean, I I think the way that the space is developing, I always I always think like net positive will always work out, uh, like net bad in in the majority of places. To be honest, but um, like for anyone who kind of still sitting, not on the sidelines, but they're kind of dipping the dipping their feet in, but and they're seeing people kind of these operators in the space and think, oh, I could fancy a little bit of that myself. There's there's countless opportunities. It's just the same as, same as like the, the real world. Just go and speak to people that you know, that you like. As you say, an aperture, you can effectively choose who you want to work with. There's so much to be do, so much to be done, even despite this being quite a long and boring bear market that could potentially go on for a little while longer. It's, it's just, it's just a great space to kind of, be a part of near enough every, every every kind of day and then you know you kind of meet folks like yourselves and you, you can kind of strike up a relationship and work work alongside these kind of people as well so it's it's a bear market but it's a good it's a good bear market <laughs> if that makes sense particularly if you're kind of building stuff um and it doesn't have to be kind of world changing we kind of just do content and kind of lend our opinion to um projects in the space and things like that so i guarantee if you're valuable in the real world quote unquote there's there's almost certainly some place for you to kind of add value in in the space so it's just my two cents on it i think the the DeFi space is it's beyond opportunity it, it really is like another gold rush but for me it's also about being patient that's what Grant is saying, you know, there's, there's, there's this opportunity to build and build doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to be the person that's coding. Build means that you're working on the different strategies that might be available. And you might not know what those strategies are right now. You might not have an absolutely no clue what is going on out there, but that's part of building. You're building your understanding, your relationship with people in the space, find the right people. We've spoken about this so many times. Having your tribe and having the right people around you is absolutely critical to furthering yourself in the space. Build that. Build who you are and where you are in the space and understand how the space works. That's one of the reasons why we've been successful as Blockmates is that we've, we've almost taken all this time to to formulate an approach to how to understand what's going on in the space. And it's there. It's all free. You can go and read it. Uh, read enough of our articles and you'll figure out exactly what it is that you need to do and what will work for you. Uh, as the space evolves, we evolve, we build. And that's what makes the space so exciting. I mean, I've I've been in business for many years and I've never been more excited about where things are going in a particular space like I have been with, you know, blockchain and crypto. And it all came, it's all come about because there's, you know, let's pause. Let's take, I don't have to make it all back in one trade. I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to prove to anyone. All I need to do is just figure out what works for me, who the right people are, and then just go out and make it happen. Except exciting times indeed. Um, and yeah, we are still in a bear market, but as you can hear, we are bullish DeFi, 
bullish com communities and also connecting to great people. So let's keep building, experimenting and researching. Uh, thank you, Blockmates and Jedi Blockmates for joining me in this open discussion. If the listeners want to know more, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, th thanks. Thanks again for having us. You invite us on any time and we, we want to have you back on as well. So thanks again. Thanks again for having us. But um, yeah, I'm at Blockmates, D-O-T-C-O-M. So at Blockmates.com. Someone pinched my handle and got kicked out my account. So I've got, got that one now. Um, and then all the links for everything we kind of do will be in the link tree in, in my bio. Um, you can't find me. It should be just as easy to find uh, Jedi as well just on Twitter, but yeah, um, all the links are just in the bio. Blogmates.com. Just go there and it's all there. Just, just take a look, but read our stuff, uh, and you'll find your way to us. It's not difficult. And our discord is free. It's open. There's a ton of alpha that's floating around in there. Twitter's the same, you know, we had to share that info and we share it gladly. And yeah, we look forward to meeting you guys out there and to new friendships and thank you aperture for having us uh you guys are awesome what you do in the space and we appreciate you thank you sir awesome thank you yeah make sure to visit uh, their website and join our community so you know uh what we've been talking about and what great people they're interacting with in their discord server uh thank you for listening to another days xdao podcast and Speak to you in the next episode. Bye-bye.